Well, hello, guys. Sorry for a little bit of a delayed episode this week. It's been a hectic kind of week and a half for the three of us. So we're finally getting around to this uh, episode. And we're just going to briefly, briefly, briefly touch upon the final because it's already been more than the week. And I'm sure you guys have heard a ton of information um, and like podcasts and, you know, people talking about, you know, what went on. We're not really going to talk about um you know the game congratulations obviously the Tampa Bay Lightning but more so we're going to talk about um I was very enthusiastic sorry <laughs> congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning now let's move uh, on I'm tired okay? sound like the receptionist from Monsters Inc oh my god the wraparound with Grace, Alessia, and Marjorie. I'm sorry. Congratulations, Tampa Bay. There you go. But uh, more so, we're going to talk about Tampa's next season and Montreal's next season and what they both have, what they both should look forward to. I guess that's the right way to say it. There's a lot to talk about in terms of both teams, I would say. Um... I guess I'll, I'll I'll speak more on Montreal's part, obviously. So when you look at their playoff run, they weren't even expected to make it past the first round. So the fact that they made it to the Stanley Cup Finals is just incredible. And it just speaks towards how good their young core is, but how much they benefit from having old guy, older guys and veterans like Corey Perry, like Shea Weber, Carey Price. So when you're looking at next season, there's a lot of UFAs that the Habs need to consider signing or letting go. That includes Corey Perry, Eric Stahl, Yola Mia, Philip Deneau, Thomas Sitar, and Arturi Lekkinen. But the two players that you should have your eyes on for next season and where either if they're going to stay with Montreal or go to another team is Deneau and Tatar. So Deneau didn't have the greatest regular season. But me and Grace mentioned it so many times how strong he was in the playoffs. He was responsible for shutting down top lines and he came out big in my eyes. And one thing to mention is that at the start of the season, there were rumors and and kind of speculations that the Canadians had offered him a contract of $5 million per year for six years. And he refused that even with how he was doing in the regular season, he refused that money, which to me was a pretty good contract for him and he declined it. So I think in this situation, it's going to come down to what Dano has mentioned numerous times, what his role is going to be because he knows KK and Suzuki are kind of the up and coming centers. So he'll likely be a third line center. We'll see. And how much the Canadians are willing to give him because they already put $5 million per year in a long-term contract on the table and he declined. Now, Thomas Tatar is quite the opposite. Like Deneau, like he's very opposite in terms of Deneau's situation. He performs in the regular season, but in the playoffs, he's practically invisible, which is why we saw him being benched majority of these playoffs. So it, right now, what I'm seeing, it looks like Thomas Attar has played his last games with the Canadians. They'll likely let him go, but obviously we'll have to see what happens. So there's a lot of, you know, players that will either be staying and the Canadians are going to have to find money and room for them or they'll be letting go. So 
they should be a decent team like this year next season and and just to quickly also touch upon Ducharme and him being officially named head coach yes so Dominic Ducharme as well as Luke Richardson that was reported today they've both been signed by the Canadians for three years to continue coaching and you know what Uh, Dominic Ducharme really earned it a lot of people including myself kind of um you know we're kind of doubting him at the beginning and it was a hard season you know the Canadians lost Claude Julian hired Dominic Ducharme kind of gave him a bit of a promotion and people didn't know which way he was going in terms of the team but in the playoffs he really showed what he could do for the team and I think this is the right move in terms of coaching and Luke Richardson also earned it as well stepping in for Dominic Ducharme when he was sidelined with COVID so I think it's a good coaching staff going forward and we'll see what happens but I'm pretty hopeful that they'll be they'll be great for them so Alessia I've got a question for you another question yes (laughs) because I actually really do want to pick your brain about this and it might just be the same answer I don't know we'll see how it goes all right had Montreal not made it that far in the playoffs what would your key takeaways from be had you not been not biased but like elated through that long journey in the playoffs so you're talking about like the coaching like the coaching decisions right now um just kind of in general what would your like top key takeaways be from the team had it not made it that far in the playoffs I think my top key like takeaways would be that I saw a lot of progression in terms of the young players so Suzuki like from even the year before when he performed in the playoffs, he really took it to the next level. You have guys like Cole Caulfield who played a few games before they entered the playoffs. That was huge for him. So I think my key takeaways would be that the young core that's coming up, people need to be hopeful for. I know in the regular season, we finished fourth in the division, obviously for the team, that's not what they were expecting. That's, maybe a lot of people are expecting them to go higher but I think patience is going to be key with this team because there are older players but there are but there is a very good young core and another key takeaway is that special teams had to be better in the regular season at the end of the season we saw their power play get a bit better in terms of being under Burroughs and him switching some things up but that has they have to stay consistent in that so those would be my key takeaways, I guess, on the spot. <laughs> you got to put me on the spot, but that's what I would say. I just really like their young core. So even if Habs fans, if you have to wait a couple of years to see this team go far again, just be patient because there's a lot of young guys on this team that are going to be amazing players. Beautifully said. That was perfect. <laughs> I didn't want to put you on the spot, but until you mentioned like, how you didn't expect them to be where they were I was like oh I have to ask her this like what would she have said like two months ago (laughs) I mean even when she's put on the spot she never fails us puts the rest of us to shame (laughs) seriously um but yeah so that's kind of Montreal's side um I mean I guess we can all kind of say that there's obviously not much I guess the Tampa Bay Lightning really have to change if they want it back to back. But there are a few things or situations that could arise for this upcoming season. Like, I think it's going to be messy just because 
they're going to have to figure out how to keep this $18 million over the cap team under the cap with UFAs. And Alessi was reading them off before we started recording. <laughs> yeah, some of them that I mentioned were UFAs and RFAs mixed. But yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Grace. Um, with people who they can't keep. And also that team is so good that they they don't have any throwaways that they can just give to the Seattle Kraken. They're going to have to give up a good player who is technically every player on that team is critical to their success. But also, since they have such good players all around, I don't think they're going to have any problem hopping back to the top of the standings next season. Like, I don't foresee them tanking after winning the Stanley Cup twice. Yeah, I I think one point that sticks out is when you said that no matter what they do on the off season, they're going to be a good team coming back next season. I think that's correct because they have, we, we saw in the playoffs, they're a deep team. Even when there's players that are injured, they are somehow able to play a great game and come out on top. So even if they have to do some cap gymnastics and some players are let go or traded, I think they're still in a very good position to finish pretty close to the top if not at the top of the league next season and like Montreal situation they have a few UFAs and RFAs some of them are young like in Montreal situation RFAs Yasperi Kotkaniemi Tampa Bay has a few younger guys 24 years old that they need to see what their future will be with Tampa but just getting back to what Grace was saying they'll still be a good team no matter what next season. Like, it's very hard to say they won't be when they've gone back to back. Yeah, I mean, in Montreal situation, I kind of, it's like the future is bright. You know, they have a lot of young guns and, uh, you know, they move forward at that. And then Tampa Bay is kind of the opposite. They have a lot of mature players that are kind of, you know, you know, have solidified that team. And Tampa has chosen to, you know, stay true to, to their to their core players. So, I mean, it's going to be exciting to see what happens in next season and, you know, who gets moved, who stays. And, um, you know, maybe if they start switching to, you know, younger guys, you never know. So it's going to be exciting, exciting times. We love talking about signings and, you know, trades and cap space. You know, that's all music to our ears, at least. But, um, yeah, excellent points. The Tampa Bay Lightning wrecked the stanley cup and then it went back to montreal for (laughs) repairs (laughs) which was fantastic sorry alessia but it was funny no Um, (laughs) that was so funny like that is hilarious i was gonna mention that yeah that can't be good like that's like too much i feel like you have to have a certain level of um restraint I don't know. Ex- I don't know exactly how that happened. I just yeah, saw the picture and was like, I. man, I would have loved to be there when it happened. Like, oh, to be a fly on that wall. <laughs> I wonder if they all had like a <gasps> face when they saw it happen or if they're just I feel like, like mm. they did. But from Kucherov's uh, post-game oh, presser, he was probably they probably all just laughed. Yeah, they probably yeah, just I don't really think cared. cared. No, yeah, definitely not. Especially if it's going to get fixed. It's not a big deal. But yes, there's always exciting news in, um, you know, the hockey world. Lots of things that we talk about and some things that we don't mention here. Um, 
but in the upcoming weeks we are going to be talking about you know all the exciting stuff because I feel like during the playoffs we kind of stopped talking about news because there wasn't really a lot of you know hockey news uh, but in the last couple of weeks there has and the next two weeks are going to be dedicated you know to the draft and you know to the Seattle Kraken and what they uh, what players they receive from the teams within the NHL right now and any news that you know that pops up you know players getting signed elsewhere you know um firings, re-signings. So the next two weeks are going to be dedicated to that. And so you guys are going to have a lot to look forward to. Um, but yeah, I feel like we've covered pretty much what we wanted to cover this week. There hasn't been a lot, but um, we kind of wanted to kind of prep you guys for the upcoming weeks since we're excited for that. Draft is pretty much our favorite time. The expansion draft is like fire in my veins. Like I'm so excited. Yeah. I mean, anytime it's drafted, we're like pumped up. Like it's just, I feel like they are some of our best episodes of the year because we're all just so excited. Yeah. Like it's just, there's so much to talk about. And especially with an expansion draft, like the, like the results are endless. Like, come on. So exciting. So exciting. So yeah. So I think that's it for this week's episode um you know tweet us talk to us about you know who you're excited to see in the expansion draft you know who you think seattle will receive um so yeah thanks for listening to this week and we'll talk to you guys next week and i promise it'll be on time 